everybody, and welcome back to Modern Geek Tom. On this week's episode, we're talking about cell phones and the latest iPhone XR. Stick around. Julie, do the thing. Modern Geek Are you pondering what I'm pondering? I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Modern Geek Would you kindly shut your noise hole? Exterminate. All systems go, Michael. Give it! Go! Uh, hell with it. Modern geekdom. Everybody, we're back. Yeah. Feels good. How we doing, gentlemen? Man, I'm good. It was a really good day. I feel great. Nice. I'm yeah. tired. Last week was no. shit. It was the longest short week I've ever had. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I, I work for like 12 hours the last two days. Yesterday was uh, I had a meeting after work. I just, I'm... I'm beat. Yeah. It's yeah. that's a lot. <laughs> it's been a it long. Happens. It's been a long bunch of days, and that's yeah. only gonna get worse. Next week's gonna be awful too. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> Especially with Hurricane yeah, right? coming in. Yeah, yeah. everybody be Which safe. Is, yes, absolutely. Which is kind of weird to me. Should have already that, evacuated like, by now. Hopefully they did. I've been trying to follow it via my weather apps on my phone for a while now like as soon as i saw it was coming in as soon as they said that there was a tropical storm developing it had potential um to hit the east coast i'm like okay that's always worth keeping an eye on so i would try to watch it via uh the weather channel app on my phone and i don't know if you guys have been noticing this or not it's getting that app in particular is ridiculously bad now oh no it's really awful. it's so incredibly yeah it's so incredibly the, inaccurate the weather Weather Channel, channel. app, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Weather Channel app, it's and their their website's not any better. Weather. Oh, their website has been terrible for a long time. <laughs> like, yeah, so I, inaccurate, I've, so awful. I've I've defaulted now anytime that I need weather and I'm actually in front of a computer to go into weather.gov. Yeah, like it's Google it, Weather. It's so Google much easier. Weather.gov. There's no. There's no useless ads on it. Like it's not even just the advertisements. The advertisements are bad, but they're just it's, and the well, app is just piss poor when it comes to accuracy. The advertisements are 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 terrible and absolutely yeah. what takes me away from the weather dot com website. Yeah, they're ridiculously intrusive as the ads have been going for. They've been most getting everything. Yeah, and but everywhere. And I, and AccuWeather is no better. AccuWeather is awful in that regard too. No. I just feel like at least their information is a little bit more accurate. That's no. been my feel as of a couple of weeks ago when I started using it. When I opted to get rid of Weather Channel's app. But I don't know. They've just progressively I'm still t- gone. I'm telling you, man. One weather is the way to go. Yeah, I'll probably. I'm testing out AccuWeather right now to see if it works. Um, see if I like it. See if it happens to be accurate. That's what I'm going for. So that's. I just want accuracy, please. Weather channels, no, no more. I mean, it's just and it's awful because it's like my phone is getting a little bit older. I'm still rocking the uh, Samsung Galaxy S7, and it every time that I bring up that app, it slows down the phone considerably, and it could be the phone. I mean, I'm in the market right now to get a new phone. I've been saying this for a while now, but I've been kind of biding my time to see what, what's been coming up. And just the Weather Channel You got app. a bunch of new phones that were just announced. Yes. And I'm hoping that all of them will I be mean, able to use Apple these phones. apps. Yeah, well, 
Not just Apple. I mean, uh, Samsung's got their no, awesome ones coming I'm out. Kidding. What, okay, one thing that bothered me, and, and this is actually the subject of the conversation this evening, uh, cell phones and the latest cellular tech, but there's an article. Um, I'm not sure about the source. I haven't been able to vet the source. It's called thenextweb.com, but it's got an article out about OnePlus and how they're giving up on the headphone jack officially. And I was severely interested in getting the 6T from OnePlus. It's been getting such rave reviews and whatnot that I was like, I was really, really considering it. But getting rid of the headphone jack? Like, I I had an issue with it, you know, what has it been, three years since Apple got rid of the headphone jack? Yeah. You know, I had an issue with it then. And I, you know, at this point, I, yes, it's it's a pain in the ass when my Bluetooth headphones die, <laughs> but it's almost more of a pain in the ass to walk around with giant swinging cords that are attached to my phone. <sighs> like, yeah, I, I just feel like not only are they attached to my phone, but they're attached to my ears. So if I turn the wrong way real fast, or if I move my hand real fast without thinking about it. Especially yeah. now, because I'm used to having Bluetooth earphones most of the time, I end up ripping earbuds out of my ears, which is one of the most uncomfortable sensations that you can ever have. Yeah. And, and I mean, I've had that happen so, to me a, I don't uh, know how many times, too. But. At this point, I, you know, my, my, biggest, my biggest gripe is when you do things like that and you don't include the adapters the in, with yeah. the new device. But... Yeah. You know, they've they've gotten to the point where a lot of these companies now are including, you know, like either lightning cable to to three and a half millimeter uh, headphone jacks or USB type C to three and a half millimeter headphone jacks, which really should be the adapter that you have. Apple just make your phones USB type C. Um, But, you know, at this point, I get it. Like. I get it too. I just feel like there's certain companies that should be the holdouts because just for a little bit longer, like flagships, I get it. I a hundred percent get it. They're trying to push the new technology. They're trying to push Bluetooth headphones, especially the Bluetooth earbuds. I get it. I've, but I've had Bluetooth headphones in the past and they were never reliable. They never sounded that good to me. And we're not talking like a decade ago. We're talking only I, four years ago. I and they were you on board awful. with the ones I've got, man. They are. Yeah. They were cheap. Let me let me look them up. Go ahead and keep t- telling your story, yeah. and I'll pull them but up. But I'm just like, but because of that, you know, because of the fact that like, I understand that obviously Bluetooth headphones and Bluetooth earbuds and stuff like that have come a long way, and they are quality now. I've always felt that, in some instances, if I would prefer to be able to have the 3.5 millimeter jack as a backup option because i'll always have a set of headphones with me i have one in my i have a set in my car i have a set in my shoulder bag i always keep one at work with me i always keep one around the house because if i'm listening to music and i and just if it's bluetooth and the batteries die on it or um it's just i'm getting signal interference or something I like the option of having the 3.5 millimeter jack to just plug into. Um, I again, I love the idea of wireless headphones and Bluetooth headphones, so I completely get it with flagship phones. 
But I just feel like with the OnePlus 6T, which is supposed to be their flagship, their their high end, I just feel like yeah, but at the same OnePlus time, isn't the same as Google. One or they're not the same as Google. They're not the same as Apple. They're not the same as Samsung. Like they they are making phones for the average person. Yeah, except they're not including CDMA radios in them, so you can't use them on Verizon. Yeah, I mean, or T-Mobile for that matter. No, T-Mobile yeah. does AT and does the does GSM as well. It's Sprint that does the the other CDMA, and nobody cares about Sprint. And Sprint's awful. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, it, there's mean, certain brands that they should be the ones for the average consumer. And I always felt like OnePlus, that was their entire selling point, was that we're the little guy's premier cell phone. We're the one that's going to, you're going to save a few bucks, but you're still going to get premium quality. And yeah. I always felt like they would be the last bastion for little things that the average consumer would prefer they keep, such as headphone jack. So I kind of feel like with them announcing the fact that they're going to be doing away with the headphone jack, this will be like the death knell for the 3.5 millimeter yeah. headphone jack. I think it's already had its death knell. The, uh, the, 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 just because the, the, you know, some of the smaller companies are catching up now yeah. doesn't mean that uh, it hasn't well, already rung. Samsung got rid of it for the Galaxy S6, and they brought it back for the S7, I think it was. And that was huge. That was awesome. But clearly it's going to be going away for most other companies, most other phones. I, now, granted, I don't know if this is going to happen for their entire line. Um Obviously, that's not the case for all of Motorola's phones. It's not the case for all of Samsung's phones. You go down the uh, the line and you get into some of the more budget-friendly phones, and you'll that'll probably stick around for quite a while. Probably because they don't but, they don't care that much. So I yeah. just posted the the wireless uh, Bluetooth headphones that I've got in the uh, Skype chat, and I was lucky enough to find them on clearance at Target. Um, for forty bucks, and they're normally their normal price is seventy, seventy-eight, seventy-nine dollars. Wow. Yeah. Um, but they are fantastic. Um, and the, I mean, the battery life is great. The sound quality is great. Um, the only thing that la- that is lacking on it, um, is that it says it has a mic or a microphone, but I've never. I've never had anybody tell me that the sound quality, like trying to take a phone call with them, is any good at all. Well, it looks like the microphone's on the inside of one of the ears. Yeah, it's really, it's not not a great placement from a microphone standpoint. Um, But from the standpoint of, of using them to listen to music while, like, you know, running, walking, hiking, out and about, um, you know... The, the sound quality is great. Nice. So if you're yeah. interested, you know, if you're looking at a pair, I, I certainly would highly recommend these. And well, I'm definitely with my next phone purchase. I'm going to because there's a couple of things that I want to get. I, ne- I definitely need to get a smartwatch, and then I definitely want to get Bluetooth earbuds as well. Yeah. So that's going to be the next thing. But I'm still like. 
I'm still debating what phone to get. <laughs> well, because so let's start there, because I, I, I feel like, you know, just kind of taking a shot at the elephant in the room, you know, obviously, as, as we sit here and talk on Thursday, September 13th, uh, the big uh, Apple announcement was yesterday on the 12th. Um, and I know Ty has, you know, Apple devices. Um, and my wife has an Apple phone and a Mac, but, you know, Chad and I were, we're Android setting the non, uh, non-Apple people. But I, yeah. I want to touch real quick on the iPhone XR, um, which I, I'll tell you what, if there was ever a phone that, that came out from Apple that would make me switch back from Android to Apple, it's probably this one. Like, and, and I, I'm in the market for a phone. I'm not switching to Apple, but I, this certainly, you know, made me take, you know, take a pause and actually look at what it was. Because um, they've got a price point that, you know, is right in line with everybody else now in terms of, you know, kind of entry level, you know, flagship phones. Um, which yeah. I think has always been Apple's stumbling point. They've kind of priced their products out out of the range of most you know average people when they're doing that. Um, and, you know, and I I I would argue that Apple is you know vastly responsible for the majority of the reasons why our phones you know cost us a thousand dollars at this point. Yep. Um, because Apple has conditioned people to you know be paying more and more for these phones every mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, I remember a, I remember a, a time when, you know, brand new cell phones were, you know, two hundred bucks. Like, and, yeah, they were uh, outside our price range at then because that was college. <laughs> but <laughs> now they're outside right. our price range now because they're freaking laptops. Well, you know, it's it, now you got to now you got to think about taking a second mortgage to get a freaking phone, and it's like, yeah. I mean, come on, man, like this is, you know. It's a little ridiculous. To, it you is. Know, I, and I, I realize that these things are, are, you know, keystones of our lifestyle at this point. So it's, you know, very rarely you're going to see somebody that doesn't have a cell phone on them. Um, you know, they've become that. Well, what kills me is the fact that, like, the prices keep going up generation to generation. And I don't feel like the added benefit of the increase in processing speed or pixel density of the screens or clarity of the cameras or whatever the the little incremental improvements justifies those consistent price increases because generation to generation that should just be what's happening well, and that's the that's the thing I think you know I I'm not opposed to to price increases to keep your you know because obviously the company has to make money yeah but you but know if it's when, not costing them have, more right to make when the you things. have when you have a company at this point you know when you take Apple and and you understand that you know less than two months ago they had a market capitalization of over a trillion dollars yeah that. The re, you know, part of the reasoning for that is because they're charging you a thousand dollars for a phone, and they're yeah. you know, they're they're raking people over the coals for this technology. Now, 
I'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to increase the prices for new devices. It is what it is, and I certainly understand that it's a brand new device. But at the same time, when you're just basically, you know, for the most part, putting a new coat of paint on these things, and then trying to sell it to me as a, as a you know, leaps and bounds upgrade over the previous generation, I think you're full of it. And, you know, really your price increases should go along with those massive leaps in technology. So, you know, maybe you should be looking at, you know, maintaining a steady price point for these devices for, you know, two, three years and then hopping up your price a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, I, th I think that would make it more palatable to most people, you know, in, in going through and saying, hey, you know what, I, I haven't had to, you know... Yes, I'm paying for a new device, and I'm still paying at that price point, but it's not costing me more this year than it did last year to get this, you know, what is arguably the same device with a new coat of paint on it until they start putting in, you know, two steps greater, uh, you know, microprocessors in the device and two steps greater worth of RAM and two steps greater worth of, you know, camera processing power. You know, these are things that... that you know when you're when you're talking about cell phones you know your your life cycle is is three years for the most part yeah you know outside of three years most of your major manufacturers are going to stop you know you're you're on the way out as far as being supported even in terms of you know updating to the new operating system and things that are being put out which is yeah. fine so you know maybe by that fourth year you know then you start increasing the the cost so you know we're in we're in the you know we're we're just about to head into the third year life cycle of uh, the the Google Pixel devices the the launch or the uh, announcement uh, is supposed to go out on October 9th. so you know I I would I would hope although it's never going to happen I, I would hope that Google would would you know not increase prices on those phones until next year when we're looking at a you know potentially a pixel four but you know i think part of that too is going back and looking at what we've kind of lost in the meantime just for the sake of price you know I, I one of the benefits of the of those original nexus devices was the fact that they were cheaper stock devices android. yeah you know, that too. i mean that you know stock android obviously is the benefit for the most part you I mean you get your updates the day they're out i mean i've been running android 9 pi since the beta was brought out in may <laughs> but you know and and i'm not going to necessarily say you know tell everybody that it's you know fantastic to hop on the bandwagon as soon as it comes out when on your everyday device cuz i ran into programs that i couldn't run um you know that I had run and I had to work around that and there's you know things that happen that way but you know that is pretty awesome like being you know being a part of the Android beta program and and getting to run that new operating system and see those things and and play around with the 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 new pieces of that update are, are pretty awesome but we we I think Google has lost sight from that standpoint of what really truly made those Nexus devices special outside of getting stock Android was the fact yeah. that they were priced at a, at a point that wasn't prohibitive for the majority of the people. Yeah, they're easily and $200 cheaper than any flagship phone, and yet they were at they least were, right. of as high of quality. 
And, you know, now at this point, uh, you know, I, I'd be surprised if Google drastically changes their pricing strategy on the Pixel 3 and 3XL before we, you know, before we see it. But, you yeah. know, you're looking at price points that are right there, like, you know, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars I mean, it's, you know, the same as any other flagship. So you, you've lost that other benefit. And so really the, the biggest benefit at this point over and above any other device is just that you're getting stock Android and you're getting more and more devices that are getting closer to that stock Android experience, if not right there. You know, if yeah. they're not participating in, in Android 1, then, you know, they're they're looking at... Um, oh, crap. I started talking about it and I can't remember the name of it. Um, but... You know, Google is is you know working on making it so these you know the the yearly updates to Android and the updates to the new operating system aren't as intensive for the different device operators. So they're looking to try and roll those updates out, you know, within months as opposed to years. Yeah. Um, you know, which is evidenced by the fact that Chad, I bet you're still running Android O, right? Yes, I'm on Oreo. I just checked. Oreo. <laughs> yeah. So. And I'm on Android P, so I'm two versions of the operating system ahead of you. <laughs> like, which, I, like I said, has its benefits. I mean, I, you know, it's it's certainly nice to be able to do that and have a direct connect, you know, direct line to, to Google if I have any issues and and things like that. But that's one of the things that that you know, Apple people have pointed out for the longest time. You know, has been an issue with Android is that you know depending on the device that you're using you don't you know you're never really sure which operating system you're going to get where yeah. with apple as long as you had a device that was you know within the last three years old you're basically guaranteed to be able to update it as soon as they release the update yep and uh, you know well there's there's a bunch kudos. more there's a bunch more manufacturers that are starting to go that route with stock Android, and it's probably right. because it's cheaper for them to just use the latest stock Android to build a phone that can run it, and then that way they don't have to actually put anything on. Um, if you guys and any of our listeners actually like uh, follow our Marquez Brownlee MKBHD on YouTube, he's my go-to source for any reviews when it comes to phones because he's just a big old phone nerd. He loves his smartphones, so he reviews pretty much any phone that comes out that he can get his hands on and he was just talking about the new poco phone from xiaomi oh yeah uh it's not technically a xiaomi phone but it's built by them so it's poco phone by xiaomi even though it's not a xiaomi like branded hmm. product i guess and apparently for that 300 whatever dollar phone it's almost flagship quality it's got the in, you know, it's got the engine underneath. It's got the RAM. It's got the processor. It's got the interiors. It's got a mm, okay, fine camera. It's not going to blow your socks off with image uh. quality. The build quality is lesser, but and the screen is LCD, not OLED. But it's literally everything that the average person could ever want in a phone. Speed-wise, operating system-wise, functionality-wise, uh, the the colors, the you know the um, the the way it fits in your hand, all these different you know actual actual tangible elements are all phenomenal for the average user, but it costs three hundred bucks. 
it's a third the cost of its you know flagship competitors and you're getting at least as good of quality of user experience out of the system now, there is one thing to be said about some of these phones that are coming out whether it's the Pocophone or if it's Xiaomi's actual phones branded phones they're coming out with or some of the HTC's that are coming out or even the OnePlus phones they may not have the same longevity as your iPhones they may not have the same longevity as your Samsung's I guess it kinda depends on that because there have been some tests and MKBHD has done some of these tests too where certain high-end flagship phones they drop off in functionality uh, and speed and processing speeds and memory usage and memory clearing and all those things all those tech specs they start to drop off significantly after about a year to two years of use whereas certain like lower-end phones they kept their specs steady across those two years and beyond so it kind of depends uh, how you're actually going to measure quality of a phone. Are you, are you going to measure it by how long you can keep the phone before you have to replace it? Or initial quality up front? Or, you know, whatever else. Like right now, I'm thinking of switching from my S7, even though there's nothing technically wrong with it. I just have started to notice that it's getting sluggish. Mm. And I know that once it starts to get sluggish, it's going to go downhill right. fairly fast. You know, I've had it for three years at this point, though. It's it's been a phenomenal phone. I, I really like this phone, or two years or whatever it's, it's been. Um, but I just know that it's it's almost hit its lifespan. And by the time I actually make the decision on which phone to get next, it'll be getting slower i'll probably keep it to use it as a backup and maybe i'll use it as gps or something else but i'm not going to use it as a primary phone anymore because of its sluggishness and that's just it like with some of these phones these flagship phones we don't know how good they're going to last into the future are they going to be great are they going to be as good as they are initially two years down the line are they going to be as good as they are initially three maybe four years down the line because that would justify the cost of them. $1,000 for a phone that's going to last you four or five years? That's not that bad. Right. I'd, I, you know, yeah. like that's, that's a pretty decent price if you're considering that compared to a $300 phone that will only last you right. two years. And then its quality starts to plummet. But I think that like with a bunch of these new phones that are coming out from the, um, cons- well, the lower end side of the spectrum... Like the Pocophone, like the uh, the OnePlus 6T, like some of these uh, the new HTCs that are coming out, they're so good initially in initial quality because of the fact that even though the, they're cheaper because they're relying on older technology, that older technology is still relatively really good. It just isn't as high spec as some of the new stuff and it may not be as smooth or as fast or have the best cameras as the you know the flagships but it's still going to give you equally good user experience within reason if you're not expecting the highest quality most you know high dynamic range camera out there if you don't need that sort of thing don't get a flagship go with a cheaper option if you are barely using your phone for anything more than emails and phone calls, 
don't even worry about how fast a processor you're using or how much RAM you've got internally because it's not going to make any difference. Now, granted, if you're using your phone as a multimedia device and it's your primary multimedia device, okay, well, then that's when you can start to justify some of these ridiculously high prices because I love being able to listen to music on my phone or bring up a YouTube video and then also while I'm listening to either of those two things run a web search and then send out a text message in the middle of it all of those things happening all at once without the without the device skipping a beat mm-hmm. a flagship phone will let you do that but some of these lower tiered phones will be able to let you do that as well for a fraction of the price of some of the you know the flagships out there. Pocophone being one that's really interesting right now. Um, the 6T, the OnePlus 6T, whatever that new one from HTC is coming out. And here's something else too that's it's kind of interesting. It, uh, LG has just announced this officially, or at least it will be officially announced as of October 3rd. They're coming out with a five-camera phone. It's the V40 what? ThinQ, or Think. What I, I don't know how they... Has anybody ever actually listened to a, an event for LG and heard one of their people actually say the, the name of their no. new phones, their new phone line? It's either Think or it's ThinQ. And I'm assuming it's Think because there's no space between Thin and Q. And they're just trying to be kitschy, I guess. Either way. It's the new LG V40. And it's supposed to be a five-camera setup for these phones. I'm assuming it's three on the back, two on the front. The three on the back would be a... One's going to be monochrome, because that'll give you extra detail. The other two are going to be... One's going to be a long lens, and one's going to be a wide lens. And those are supposed to be able to give you the ability to either zoom or at least punch in or at least take a wide. And then the monochrome expands exponentially your amount of detail. And then on top of that, it gives you an actual effective portrait mode with real depth of field as opposed to these artificially software enhanced versions that a lot of phones have been using recently that just don't work very well. But it's three three cameras on the back and this is all to get around the fact that none of these things have zoom lenses because they can't there's no space for them but then three cameras on the back and then two presumably on the front and that's where i kind of question what the hell they're doing (laughs) because i get the three cameras on the back but why two cameras on the front i I presume it's either gonna be double selfies or it's going to be ridiculously high quality, and I'm doing this with air quotes. Oh, man. <laughs> it's going to be portrait selfies. mode selfies. Presumably. Selfies within selfies within selfies, selfies, man. Selfies, selfies, selfies. Yeah, now what they're saying is <laughs> it's going to be a paired normal wide-angle camera with a panoramic ultra-wide-angle. I don't understand why they would do that. Why would you have a normal wide angle, quote unquote normal wide angle, with a panoramic ultra wide angle? Parts of my fat face when I accidentally hit the panoramic wide angle selfie Uh camera. (laughs) It just it makes like those camera angles just make my head look enormous. Uh, 
And I just, and it's not that big, I swear uh-huh. it's not. But it's ridiculous, the, the effects on these things. At least with two cameras, you can actually gauge depth of field. So you would actually remove that compression, which is what causes everybody's heads to look enormous and everybody's proportions to be out of whack because you're compressing everything's uh, the, compressing the you know depth of field down into like a very wide, wide, wide depth of field. So everything's in focus. But if you can actually narrow that down, people's faces, especially their noses, their foreheads, their ears, everything like that will actually look in proportion. So I, if that's what they're doing with the second camera on the front, I get it. But I mean, that's just, that's some narcissism right there to oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's some severe narcissism. That's for the selfie people all over the place. So you can have high quality selfies. It's just, it's crazy. But five cameras, five cameras built in. Yeah, it's a little nuts. It is. And here's the thing, too. It's not just LG. Samsung, for their new S10, is rumored to be having five cameras be built in for the exact same reason, presumably. So I'm just wondering, is is that going to be the future of our smartphones? Like, at least the flagships, where we're going to have ludicrous amounts of cameras built in because you know the next step after that is 360 15 cameras, cameras. Uh, it's gonna be it well it's gonna be that or 360 we're not gonna have bezels cameras. anymore it's just gonna be cameras all on the edge <laughs> that'd be hilarious and they're all they're all like double duty as some sort well, of sensor at, at this point 360 cameras not new because essential phone had a, a 360 camera attachment. Yeah. I do like... Phone. I've been seeing a bunch of phones now, and I'm not, I can't think of which ones they are right off the top of my head, but I've, I've seen them in the last few weeks where you've been hearing a lot about the notches at the top of phones where they're trying to go bezel-less, but they have to have some form of a bezel because you need it for the cameras, for the front-facing cameras. And... To get around that, some phones were actually having a little slide-out camera, a little pop-out camera. And I'm like, well, that's not an awful idea. I don't think it's going to work that well in the long run, because I guarantee you people are going to break those ridiculously quickly. They're going to get gunked up. They're going to get nastified. They're not going to function. They're not going to pop out. But if you could make them robust... They are. I mean, your phone being stuck in your pocket or in your cup holder in your car or wherever you keep it it's going to get gunked up it's going to get bad and you're not going to be able to slide the phone out in in the real world anyway so i don't know if that's necessarily gonna be you know the end all be all for camera phones but it would at least allow for true 360 degree cameras to be built in which would be interesting yeah but yeah there's a lot more coming out in the world of cell phones obviously this time of year, um, there's a bunch of hype around certain ones. Uh, next year, we'll have to keep an eye out for Mobile World Congress and, and and see what's coming up. I know that the cool thing that I'm interested in still to this day, I know we've said it, or at least I've talked about it on um, a previous podcast, was uh, Red's Hydrogen One 
MKBHD got his hands on one. He really liked it. He thought it was awesome. He didn't. I have not seen whether or not he actually had a chance to get out and test the camera, or whether or not he actually posted about it or not. Um, but that would be the only real reason to get that phone to begin with. So I'm still keeping an eye out for that. There's a lot more coming up. I do appreciate what iPhone's doing or Apple's doing with the iPhone XR. Hopefully, more companies will take note of that. Here's looking at you, Samsung. Yes. Some of your some of your lower tiered phones could get a, a bit of a spec boost. We'd appreciate it. So, but on that note, we're out of here. It's been a long week, so we're gonna go. Say goodnight, fellas. Good night, y'all. Till the next one, peoples. See ya. Peace. All right, that's it from us. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, follow on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, be sure to check us out on the Facebooks and the Twitters, and we will see you all in the next episode.